My name is Julian Chambliss. I'm a professor of English and History at Michigan State University, as well as a core faculty in the Critical Diversities in a Digital Age Initiative. I also serve on the Academics Committee for the Zoya Hurston Festival as one of the national planners for the event. I will be your host for this episode of Every Tongue's Got to Confess. The purpose of the podcast series is to explore issues facing communities of color globally by listening to the voices of attendees at the Zoya Hurston Festival of the Arts and Humanities. Founded by the Association to Preserve Eatonville Community, the Zora Festival has an educational aim. Since its founding, the festival has celebrated the life and work of Zoya Hurston, commemorated the historic significance of Eatonville, Florida, and honored the global cultural contributions made by people of African ancestry. Every Tongue Got to Confess is a podcast designed to document the dynamic discussions about education, enterprise, institution, and activism intrinsic to the ideology that founded Eatonville and shaped its most famous daughter. This production is a joint project among the Association to Preserve Eatonville Community, Rollins College's Africa and African American Studies program, and the Department of History at the University of Central Florida. Public history graduate student Holly Baker sat down with educator Dr. Danita Blow at the 2018 Zora Festival's Communities Conference 2 Civic Conversation Continue at Rollins College. In the interview, Dr. Blow talked about the benefits of homeschooling, particularly for African-American communities. Have a listen to their conversation. Could you introduce yourself for the audience? My name is Danita Blow. I am a educator currently teaching at Bethune-Cookman University. Uh, I also am a homeschooler. I also have several degrees, but I normally don't state those because of homeschooling because people become intimidated when they think of homeschooling thinking that you have to have a degree first, and that is absolutely not the case. You presented just a bit ago. Absolutely, uh, yes. What did you present about? I was actually one of the panelists. Uh, my portion was homeschooling uh, in 2018. What does it require? What are some of the pros and cons? What are some of the various approaches to homeschooling? Um, and some of the goals and objectives for homeschooling. The unfortunate thing for us in this country is that our education system has been on decline for so incredibly long. Um, particularly here in Florida, one of the things that we're finding is that our children are not being educated well. Um, I believe that our children are being educated to run the Disney is the small worldwide so that we can constantly have people in hospitality. Hospitality is some of, are some of the lowest paid jobs there are. We have to do something to change that. We have to make sure that our children are not steered so that they can serve everyone else. We have to do something to make sure that we open up opportunities for our children. I do not necessarily believe that everybody has to homeschool. Everybody should not homeschool. There are some people who definitely need to send their kids to school. However, homeschooling is another option. We have to start looking at other options. Just because the the school system that we have is one of the largest options for educating our children, it's not the only one. There are so many other things that we can do. Even if there are means in which we can support our school systems, we have to hold our educators um, and our leaders accountable for that which they are doing. 
We are not holding our leaders accountable. We are congratulating mediocrity. We are elevating people who are not doing anything for our children. We are celebrating statistics that are below level. And we have to stop that. We have to start reaching for excellence yet again and expecting for our educators to do the same. There is something that has that has occurred that now makes education seem like, well, if I can't find a job, I'll just go and teach. And we used to have people who would actually be in the system of educating because they had a passion for it. Now people are there because they need a paycheck. That's a very different vehicle. We're producing students who are who are performing at such a low level that the only thing that they can do is to possibly serve others. If you want to serve others in, in whatever industry, the hospitality industry is, that's fine. But if you want to aspire to more, we need to help you to get to the place where you can be more. I, I love homeschooling. There are one of the things that, that we often assume with homeschooling, the problem is the socialization and where are the kids going to be socialized. But with that perspective, we're asking, we're assuming that the socialization that our children are getting in schools is the best socialization. And that's not true. There are so many organizations that provide proper homeschooling communities, co-ops. There are levels of accountability. There are systems of checks and balances. You can actually join with other people who will help and support in the areas that you can't teach or in the areas that you're not qualified, where you don't feel qualified to teach. There are so many different ways to homeschool. The thing that I most love about homeschooling is that it is so far out of the box that you can create anything that you want. And in addition to that, uh, you find out the things that you didn't know well, and you can all, you can learn them alongside of your children. The other aspect about homeschooling is the idea that uh, in school that kids are, are not getting any particular point of view. They're just getting a, a general education. That is the absolute farthest from the truth. Every person has a worldview. Every system has a particular way of thinking. And so the idea that our schools do not indoctrinate is absolutely not true. Our schools indoctrinate and they have a, they have a particular mindset that they are indoctrinating our children. If we are not in agreement with it, then we have to do something different. And so homeschooling allows you to take the reins over your child's education and the sky is the limit. The absolute sky is the limit. So as, as, a, as a university educator and also as a homeschool parent and an African-American, because homeschooling for African-Americans is somewhat different than for our European brothers and sisters. So it's a little bit different. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, many times in our community, uh, we have not seen the numbers of homeschoolers within, uh, within the black community. And so it takes on a different feel when many of our children are often the minority in various co-ops and various communities. And how do you educate your children within a homeschooling environment to still have a, a history within your own people? So how would you say Zora Fest aligns with your passions and your interests? Zora Nair Hurston uh, was an extraordinary woman and left a tremendous legacy of, of education, of activism, 
of community and that very actually synonymous if you will with whatever vision I have for being able to uh, educate my own children but also the community at large being able to make a difference being able to um, unite people so that we as a a people can be stronger that we can um, literally be a force to be reckoned with if you will and to leverage what we have within our community to help us and others as well. Will you come here again next year, do you think? Oh, absolutely. You make it a yearly pilgrimage? Yes, absolutely. One of the things that was very interesting for us on last year, we are transplants to the Florida area. We come from Maryland. And last year, we happened to have been in a Whole Foods grocery store. And we didn't know anything about the Jordanelle Hurston Festival because, of course, we're transplants. And my husband struck up a conversation with someone in line. And he said, well, where are you going today? And a gentleman said, well, I'm at the Jordanelle Hurston Festival. And my husband said, really? He said, well, I have to go next year. And oddly enough, I was invited to come and speak. (laughs) That's a great coincidence. Yes. That's amazing. So what do you think is your favorite thing about Zora Fest? Well, so far, I absolutely love the idea of bringing people together to talk about ideas and to create different venues for which we can actually help our people and help our children to continue her legacy. Is there anything that you would like to add before our interview concludes? I I think we need to do a better job at advertising the festival. I think it would be something that needs to be broadened. This is, it is such a tremendous effort that more people need to know about it. Uh, Particularly here in Orlando, um, we need to do something to make sure that that it hits the airways, that we have such a large contingency of students, um, even within our HBCUs here. And so we need to do everything we can to market on those campuses and have those people come over. Well, that's great. I actually learned a lot just now. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that's your time. Fine. Yeah, thank you. I thank you for having so much. Me. Thanks for listening to Every Tongue Got to Confess podcast. Holly Baker and I produced this podcast with support from the UCF Department of History and the African African American Studies Program at Rollins College. Be sure to find the rest of the episodes by searching for us online and subscribing to us on iTunes.